Beloved Church of God, beginning our service before God, let us stand and affirm the promise that relates to the door of our hope. Let the resurrection of Christ reign in our bodies. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are grateful to your holy name for this privilege to be in this place that your hand has outlined for the worship of your holy name. And so allow your inheritance in the name of the covenant of blood to be lifted to unreachable heights to us and to break all evil and sin that binds us. May in this service be cursed as before all the works of devil, illnesses, poverty, premature death, demonic dependencies, all forms of fears, depression, destruction, covetousness, ignorance, all of this. Let it depart from the tents of your holy nation and stand, Lord, in the place of your rest, you and the ark of your greatness. And may your saints be clothed in your salvation and may they rejoice before your countenance. Give us more from your spirit. Fill us with your Holy Spirit and allow us to find your holy countenance. May this service be presented into your divine arms. Guide it with your uplifted hand. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. May the Lord bless you. You may be seated. The Book of Matthew 5, 45, and 48. That you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Therefore, you shall be perfect, just like your Father in heaven is perfect. The sermon that I would like to continue is called, Called to Perfection. <clears throat> and so we more than once have noted that this commandment is the inheritance of saints of all times, and it is addressed by Christ strictly to his students. Therefore, people who do not acknowledge over themselves the authority of the person sent by God are not partakers of the inheritance contained in this commandment. They, are, they never have been, and it is doubtful that they will ever be able to. And if we will not be perfect like our Heavenly Father is perfect, then we will not be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. And <clears throat> we don't need to deceive ourselves saying that salvation is one thing and the kingdom of heaven is something different, that for the kingdom of heaven you need to pay a price and salvation you don't, that it's just the gift of God's grace. <clears throat> the thing is, for this gift of God's grace, there is still a collaboration with God. There's still our role and God's role. Our role is to receive justification, and when we receive it, it's a uh, deposit, a seed. And if this seed remains ungrown, it will die but not bear fruit. We won't receive anything. We won't receive salvation or the kingdom of heaven. We need to grow the seed or turn the, pro the deposit of our salvation into profit dying through the law for the law. 
as it relates to fulfilling this commanding order to be vigilant over the word of God within our heart, as God is vigilant over his spoken word within the temple of our body, we stop to study the grown or the growth of the tree of life in the good soil of our heart, which produces its fruit 12 times a year. The tree of life grown in the Eden of our heart is the fruit of our spirit, demonstrating itself in our gentle or meek mouth, capable of demonstrating the love of God agape first to God by fulfilling his commandments and second to our neighbor. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Proverbs 15.4 A person who is not able to discipline his tongue is one who kills his spirit destroys his salvation. We need to understand that a gentle tongue demonstrating itself in the love of God are not emotions but responsibility demonstrated in specific uh, words which are then accompanied by acts which discipline the emotions and lead them in the direction of the confessed by us words. Keeping the commandments in which we are called to demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit in the meekness or gentleness of our tongue will testify within our heart that we have crucified our flesh with its lusts and passions, which indicates the fact that our love to God, which we are called to demonstrate when fulfilling His commandments, is a selective love, a holy love that separates what is pure from impure, holy from unholy, blessings from curses, life and death, and so forth, which is why first, uh, for certain people, it will be a fatal odor of death, and for other people, a life-giving fragrance. Therefore, demonstrating the following uh, of God's commandments in your faith, consisting in your love for God and your neighbor, we reflect the light of the Lord and behave as children of the light. Therefore, the fruit of our spirit and the essence of a gentle tongue demonstrates itself in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And to examine ourselves as to whether we have truly crucified our flesh with its lusts and its passions, by collaborating the carrying of our cross with the cross of Christ or the truth of the cross of Christ and in doing so prepare the soil of our heart to grow the tree of life because the seed needs to die and it dies in the truth of the cross the collaboration of our cross with the cross of Christ we have been studying the image of the fruits of our spirit in feasts and events abiding within our heart in the format of the 12 months of the holy year which identified the tree of life containing the inheritance of the blood of Jesus Christ. Receiving the seed of the kingdom of heaven, we received the seed of the tree of life. The kingdom of heaven is the tree of life, and now this tree of life needs to be grown. We need this kingdom of heaven to come into, into full strength, into the tree of life. We are called to partake in this imperishable inheritance of the treasure of the blood of Christ by the 12 pearly gates. We know that the pearly gates, a pearl, is the result of the suffering of a mollusk when a foreign particle or element falls into it, ends up inside of it, 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 its system begins to suffer and it begins to produce this nacre and begins to coat this foreign uh, particle into nacre and this is a person. These these 12 gates of of Jerusalem, the 12 fundamental teachings of Jesus Christ, he died, this person died uh, for his uh, nation, the house of his father, and for this world, and now he lives for the Lord. In what way does this nacre uh, 
began to happen. Our body, we can't be freed from it, our mortal body. It is as this foreign particle that has ended up in the new person, and we need to save this body. And as this uh, mollusk begins to produce this nacre and coat this foreign particle or element, and so you then begin to proclaim the resurrection of life. You proclaim the stronghold of incorruption in your body, and although the body is in the way, it does not correspond to incorruption, uh, and the spirit is uh, immortal, but the body is in soul, and with this immortal spirit, they have uh, coated their body, and they suffer during this process, and the suffering uh, produces this nacre because we are in suffering. When we sow, the scriptures say, we sow in tears, but with joy we will reap. We will, we will uh, carry our sheaves. So we understand what the tree of life is. We're studying this uh, tree of life in the 12 uh, months of the year in feasts and events, which are contained in every new month. Symbolically, we've noted that the Old Testament identifies new as the symbol of the future, which was to be revealed in the New Testament, where a person is called to receive justification by the gift of God's grace, independent of the law of Moses, which is only, which only yields wrath. On the other hand, identifying the word new indicates the resurrection of life in the fruit of the tree of life grown by us in the good soil of our heart, whereas we talked about in the Eden of our heart, where we worship in spirit and in truth happens and where we uh, meet with the Lord. We together already studied the fruit of our spirit in the form of the tree of life grown by us in the Eden of our heart in the first four months of the holy year. We will turn to study the fruit of our spirit in the form of the tree of life in the new fifth month, which we are called to produce so that we would be able to be in accordance to the image of the perfection of our Heavenly Father. The tree of life in the form of the fruit of the fifth month, which we will be studying in the fruit of our spirit, fell somewhere in the middle of July or August. This is the month of Av. In Israel, in the ninth day of the fifth month Av, they observed a fast in remembrance of the destruction of the Temple of Solomon by Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, a servant of the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar. After the destruction of the temple, the chosen by God land promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and their descendants by faith received the opportunity this land to celebrate its Sabbaths. But until this time, it could not. The name Nebuzaradan means Nebo provides descendants. Taking Jerusalem by storm, Nebuzaradan, obeying the command of the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar, immediately made sure to free the prophet Jeremiah from the guard or control of the Jewish king Jehoiakim. Jehoiakim was 25 years old when he became a king and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem and he did evil in the sight of the Lord his God. Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon came up, came up against him and bound him a, in 
bronze fetters to carry him off to Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar also carried off some of the articles from the house of the Lord to Babylon and put them in his temple at Babylon. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoiakim, the abominations which he did, what was found against him, indeed they are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. Then Jehoiakim, his son, reigned in his place. Jehoiakim was eight years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem three months and ten uh, days and he did evil in the sight of the Lord and at the turn of the year King Nebuchadnezzar uh, summoned him and took him to Babylon with the costly articles from the house of the Lord and made Zedekiah Jehoiakim's brother king over Judah and Jerusalem Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem he did evil in the sight of the Lord his God and did not humble himself before Jeremiah the prophet who spoke from his mouth from the mouth of the Lord and he also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar who had made him swear an oath by God but he stiffened his neck and hardened his heart against uh, turning to the Lord God of Israel. Moreover, all the leaders of the priests and the people transgressed more and more according to all the abominations for they mocked the messengers of God, despised his word, and scoffed at his prophets until the wrath of the Lord arose against his people till there was no remedy. Therefore he brought against them the king of the Chaldeans, who killed their young men with the sword in the house of their sanctuary, and had no compassion on young men or virgin, on the aged or the weak. He gave them all into his hand, and all the articles from the house of God, great and small, the treasuries, uh, all the house of the, uh, the treasures of the house of the Lord, and the treasures of the king and of his leaders, all these he took to Babylon. Then they burned the house of God, broke down the walls of Jerusalem, burned all its palaces with fire, and destroyed all its precious possessions. And those who escaped from the sword and uh, he carried away to Babylon, where they became servants of him and his sons until the rule of the king, kingdom of Persia, to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed her Sabbaths. As long as she lay desolate, she keeps... She kept Sabbath to fulfill 70 years. This is Second Chronicles 36, 5 through 21. First, Nebuzaradan, the Babylonian king's bodyguard, offered Jeremiah protection from the Jewish king and his princes who wanted to kill him the king Nebuchadnezzar commanded Nebuchadnezzar to do this for Jeremiah. Second, Jeremiah was given royal nourishment and absolute freedom to remain in Jerusalem or to follow the Israelite captives to Babylon, but he would be a privileged citizen of the Babylonian Empire. <clears throat> the name of the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar means Nebu preserved the rights of secession. Nebu is a Babylonian king, which the ba Babylonians considered the patron or protector of science, art, and writing. The name of this god obliged to Mount Nebo, from the top of which God showed Abraham a beautiful view or magnificent panorama of Palestine. From this very mountain, the Lord showed Moses the promised land. 
<clears throat> the name of the Babylonian king Nebu also includes worshipping your personal intellectual abilities, which we can see in the testimony of King Nebuchadnezzar himself, who although acknowledged the authority of the God of Israel over himself, he at the same time continued to trust upon the abilities of his own mind. At the end of the twelve months he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. The king spoke, saying, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my might, my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? Daniel 4.29-30 through 30. The destruction of the temple of Solomon by Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guards of the king of Nebuchadnezzar, held a unique character demonstrated in the fact that the destruction of the temple was the command of the Most High for the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar. He didn't just come there, he came there because God commanded him to, the God of Israel, because of the pro uh, the prophecy of Jeremiah. Therefore the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar and Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guards, were enforcers of the will of God. And unlike the kings of the Jews and his princes, Nebuchadnezzar and Nebuchadnezzar treated the God of Israel as well as the prophets Jeremiah with reverent respect. This we can see in the prayer of the Babylonian king where he, after the decision by the decree of the watchers and the sentence of the holy ones was that were finished over him, he, he finally stopped trusting in the abilities of his mind and acknowledged the unquestionable authority of the mind of the Most High over himself in the form of Prophet Daniel, whom he named Belshazzar. This decision is by the, de by the decree of the watchers and the sentence by the word of the Holy Ones, in order that the living may know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men gives to whomever he will and sets over it the lowest of men. This dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen, now you, Belshazzar, declare its interpretation, since all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known to me the interpretation, but you are able, for the Spirit of the Holy God is in you. Daniel 4, 17, 18. The Watcher and the Holy One, these are, the, these are two out of the total of 50 of God's names, taking part in protecting the sovereign right of His mind, which the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit possess, the head of it is God Himself. A combination of these two names of God indicates the fact that God is vigilant in the temple of our body, vigilant over His Word, which we have concealed within our heart, so that it be fulfilled in the time appointed by Him within the temple of our body, where the image of the King of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, represents the function of our mind, by the means of which our body is governed. Everything God does using our mind. Therefore, to collaborate with these two names of God Most High, it is necessary for us to be vigilant in prayer, which upon practice means when confessing the faith of God, we not damage the Word of God as many do, perverting the meaning of the Word of God and ascribing the regalia of God to their own mind. At the end of the time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven and my understanding returned to me. And I blessed the Most High and praised and honored Him who lives forever. For His dominion is an everlasting dominion and His kingdom is from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to His will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. No one can restrain His hand or say to Him, What have you done? At the same time, my reason returned to me, and for the glory of my kingdom, my honor, 
my splendor returned to me. My counselors and nobles resorted to me. I was restored to my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol the honor of the King of Heaven, all whose works are truth and his ways justice. Daniel 4.34-37 Unlike the king of the Jews and princes, uh, the, the kings of the Jews and their princes, King Nebuchadnezzar and Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guard, deeply believed and trembled before the God of Israel and obeyed the prophet, prophetic words of prophet Jeremiah. They destroyed the temple of Solomon. Taking the sons of Israel captive according to the word of prophet Jeremiah, Nebuchadnezzar took them to Babylon and selected from among them young men that were that were all noble and of royal blood, and he placed Daniel to rule over his palace, and Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, he, at the request of Daniel, placed them over the entire empire or entire country. He called Daniel Belshazzar. It means, may God protect or keep the king. Through Daniel, God would keep the king. This mind, our mind. And he called him uh, Belshazzar. And Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, he called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Their names contained the functions of the sun, moon, and stars. These are also names that contained uh, uh, governments. Considering this, before destroying the temple, they used, they using the hands of the priests of the temple to bring out all of the sacred vessels of the temple and with special trembling and care, delivered them up to Babylon, placing them into the royal treasury for safekeeping until by the words of Jeremiah, 70 years are completed and the land finishes celebrating all of its Sabbaths. The priests who carry responsibility for the purpose of the temple whose calling it was to bring the chosen by God land into a Sabbath peace so that she can clothe with her peace the descendants of this land. These priests, however, corrupted their ways before God and were not able to bring the chosen by God land to peace and consequently were not able to bring peace to the citizens of this land. And then God commanded the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar to destroy the temple, to take captive the nation of Israel and take them to Babylon so that they may be servants to his sons until the time of the rule of the Persian king, until the word of the Lord is fulfilled, spoken by the prophet Jeremiah, the land finishes celebrating all of its Sabbaths. And in the fifth month, on the seventh day of the month, which was the 19th year of King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guard, a servant of the king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and burned the house of the Lord and the king's house. All the houses of Jerusalem, that is, all the houses of the great, he burned to burned with fire, and all the army of the Chaldeans who were with the captain of the guard broke down the walls of Jerusalem all around. This was God's will. This was the great will of God, and God did all of this uh, using... Uh, Neb- Nebuzardan, the captain of the guard, Second Kings 25, 8-10. Considering that the law of Moses in the service done in the temple and all the events linked to Israel represented the future and the shadow of the good things to come and not an image of the items themselves, we need to ask the question, what 
things do we need to understand about the destruction of the Temple of Solomon, the existence of which deprived the chosen by God land promised by to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and their descendants by faith to celebrate their Sabbaths? What do we need to understand about the image of the tree of life in the element of the fruit of the fifth month in the fruit of our spirit giving the chosen by God land the ability to celebrate its Sabbaths? Who is Nebuchadnezzar and Nebuchadnezzar within our body who were enforcers of the will of God, will of the God of Israel, and who trembled before him and, and before his holy prophets? What is the significance of the time frame of 70 years necessary for celebrating the Sabbath by the promised uh, by God land to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and, des- and their descendants by faith? We need to keep in mind that if we will be studying these events independent of our body and independent of our partaking to the body of Christ in the form of the chosen by God remnant, then this event will, or the studying of this event will not benefit us in any way. It does not benefit you if you're reading and not understanding it, reading something, not understanding how it's supposed to benefit your body. These are All these events need to take place in our body. If we will not understand this, we will immediately go in an unfaithful direction away from the path of truth called to lead us to perfection, which our Heavenly Father possesses. And then it will be impossible to produce the fruit of righteousness to God in the form of the fruit of the tree of life in the fifth month, which can make itself known in our land in 70 years of celebrating these Sabbaths. Therefore, we will be studying an element of the fruit of the Spirit produced by the tree of life within the fifth month of the holy year in the 70 years of celebrating the Sabbath by the chosen by God land. To celebrate them, it was necessary to destroy the temple of Solomon. First question, what things do we need to understand about the destruction of the temple of Solomon within our body and the existence of which did not allow the chosen by God land within our body to celebrate their Sabbaths. The thing is that originally the temple of Solomon with its legislation represented the image of the service of condemnation which gave power to governing sin in the form of our old man who represents within our body the programmable system of the fallen cherubim. As it is written, the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. 1 Corinthians 15.56 Therefore, until the service of condemnation will be abolished within our body by destroying the temple of Solomon, representing the image of the stronghold of death within our body, in the form of the given law of Moses, which reveals sin within our body, the given law of Moses, which reveals sin within our body and gives power to the sin, allowing it to govern over us in the form of our old person passed on to us by the sinful seed of our fathers. Under these circumstances, the soil of our heart, presented in the image of the chosen by God land, will not be able to celebrate its, its Sabbaths or enjoy its Sabbaths presented in the oath promises of God for our body. According to the given background, we will be studying the image of the Temple of Solomon within our body, the state of our heart placed in dependence of the law of Moses, or that is under the guard of the law of Moses. When all of us are born from God, we all at this time are under the guard of the law of Moses. We are not under grace when we are born from the seed of the word of truth, because 
as soon as we're born from the seed of the word of truth, the holiness of God in our spirit begins to discover governing sin in our body and gives it power. And he, with this power of the law to rule over our body, we need to understand that. We are well aware of the fact that being born from the preach, uh, preach seed of the word of truth, we don't within that moment yet become spiritual men or perfect men as our Heavenly Father is perfect, but still continue to live according to the flesh, trusting that we are living according to the Spirit. The law is given to those who live according to the flesh. Grace is given for those who live according to the Spirit. It's given for the new person. And law is for the sinner who lives uh, live under under sin. This means that we abide in the state of spiritual than infancy, which is a favorable environment for the abiding and developing of governing sin in the form of the old man within our body who carries the program of the fallen cherubim. And then sinful lusts that are revealed by the law of Moses work within the the members of our body to produce the fruit of death. As it is written, for when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. Romans 7.5 Apostle Paul speak, uh, speaks these words to the saints. When you lived in, uh, according to the flesh, you, you were still carnal men. Although you, you thought you were spiritual, but if you would have been spiritual, then the sinful passions would not have been aroused within your members. There wouldn't be nothing to uh, discover within within our body the sin and produce the fruit of death. In other words, although our spirit was born from the imperishable or incorrupt seed of the word of truth, where we, by the grace of God, receive justification freely by faith in our salvation, <clears throat> our old nature in the form of governing sin living within our mortal body, which we have inherited from the sinful seed of our fathers, did not experience any changes. Because justification received by us was given to us in the format of a seed or the format of a deposit, it would, if it would have given, would have given, been given to us in the format of the of fruit, then our bodies would have become incorrupt immediately. But if we received salvation and our bodies remain mortal, then this means that we received our justification, our salvation, not in the format of fruit, but the format of a seed or a format of a deposit. and to receive justification given to us in the format of a deposit and make it our own possession in the format of the fruit of righteousness grown into the image of the tree of life. We're studying here the fruit of the fifth month. It is necessary to turn it to profit or to sow ourselves into the death of our Lord Jesus Christ so that we can grow the given to us justification in the fruit of righteousness in the form of the tree of life producing fruit in the 12 months of the holy year. In the book of prophet Isaiah, the holy year, where the tree of life produces fruit 12 times a year, giving its fruit each month, is called the year of the redeemed or the favorable summer of the Lord, which is linked to the the day of vengeance. For the day of vengeance is in my heart, and the year of my redeemed has come. Isaiah 63, 4. This is for us together, for each one individually, this prophecy. God says, the day of vengeance is in my heart, and the year of my redeemed has come. We call this the era of grace. 2,000 years, this is that one year. This is 
<coughs> which uh, this is what God calls grace and in this holy year uh, he showed the 12 months and in each of its months months there's fruit that we need to bear or produce the fruit uh, that we're studying these fruits it's not that you'll be bearing fruit in uh, each month individually you'll be producing the fruit of the spirit which will include these fruits of the 12 month just like uh, you can't come in to Jerusalem uh, through one gate you have to come in through all 12 gates at once that means there are 12 functions the collaborating of our cross with the cr- truth of the cross of Christ and through these 12 functions which we periodically <coughs> uh, remind, remind ourselves of we enter into the new Jerusalem I recently was listening to the sermon of a young man here in America he was talking about Jerusalem I see uh, he was reading the 21st and 22nd chapter of Jerusalem how beautiful uh, uh, Jerusalem is what kind of streets uh, what kind of streets it has. Imagine, brothers and sisters, what kind of uh, houses we will have there, what kind of streets there are there, and he was adding to all of these, and we'll walk upon golden streets, <coughs> and everyone sitting and listening, And but yet everyone is completely not in participation. You could tell they're disconnected. Uh, but he's speaking... Uh, my wife and I are going to be living <coughs> and we're going to be walking upon these golden streets if you can imagine people understand it this way one sister once told me I was preaching this was a long time ago maybe 20 plus years she said so what there's no golden streets in Jerusalem and we won't be walking upon these golden streets And so these are all, I told her, these are all symbolic things. But she tells me, I thought you were a spiritual person, and she left the church. She left. Although until this time we were friends, and they actually would visit us once in a while. Because I showed this, and people don't hear, don't want to see. It doesn't say, I will show you the bride, uh, the the wife, the bride of the Lamb. I will show you how the church is. It says it directly in describing this church that the saved nations will walk in the light of of Jerusalem. The saved nations. What's interesting also, it is written that the leaves of the trees in this Jerusalem, uh, these uh, leaves of the trees, the trees that live, that grow on one and other side they are for healing of nations and I ask the question so in the new heaven or new earth there's going to be illnesses that we're going to need uh, to have these leaves for the healing of nations the fruits are for the Lord but the leaves are for the healing of nations and so it turns out that this is a parable this is a, a metaphor so to say not describing what is in heaven but how God looks at his church here on earth but in in this kind of way in this description but when we're talking about eternity 
in talking about eternity, it says there's going to be a new heaven and new earth. The day of vengeance implies the destruction of the temple of Solomon within our body and in the format of the service of condemnation. Again, the destruction of the temple of Solomon within our body in the format of the service of condemnation or the abolishing of the state of spiritual infancy which makes itself known in our carnal state where we are not able to receive revelations coming from the Holy Spirit in the words of the messengers of the Lord. We conclude that for our land in the form of our good soil identifying the state of our good heart for it to be able to to enjoy or finish celebrating all of its Sabbaths to enter into God's peace to be clothed into this uh, nacre or so that the stronghold of incorruption may be erected there it is necessary for the vengeance of the Lord to come consisting in the destruction of the temple of Solomon representing the stronghold of death within our body and such destruction is called to happen by leaving the state of spiritual infancy where we stumbled and were attracted by various winds of doctrine in the cunning craftiness and deceitful plotting of men as it is written The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God before the coming uh, millennial uh, government of of Jesus Christ comes. where people are being saved uh, by grace, this is the year of the redeemed. And so to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prisons to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And so when we are in horror of our old person and we're casting off our old man, and in our difficulty, we pray so that God destroy the stronghold of death within our body so that he help us to deal with our sinful lusts and passions. To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. And these ashes is as when you put on ashes, when you're suffering and you're trying to deal with your lusts and passions. Though we love joyful mourning, the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified Isaiah 61 1-3 and so when we will be given glorious garments and our bodies will be clothed into incorruption this is when we'll be called the trees of righteousness and planting of the Lord According to this and many other places of scripture, we conclude that the good land within our body called to celebrate all of its Sabbaths within 70 years is the good soil of our heart where we have grown the seed of the kingdom of heaven into the tree of life, producing its fruit each month. The temple of Solomon within our body is the state of our heart, not yet having the grace of God in itself, which begins to rule by the means of the righteousness of our faith. Since the grace of Christ is called to rule within our good heart, by the guarantee or the deposit of justification demonstrated in the seed of the kingdom of heaven and by the fruit of righteousness grown within the grace of Christ is again not it's 
is to rule within our good heart, not by the guarantee of, of the deposit or the guarantee or the de- deposit of justification, but the fruit of righteousness grown within our heart from the seed of justification into the tree of life, called to represent the kingdom of heaven within our body in the form of the stronghold of life. So that as sin reigns in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5.21 If you ask a neighboring church, even members of a neighboring church, are you righteous? They'll say, no, we're trying to be righteous. Are you under grace? They'll say, yes, we are. But you can say, it's written here, you can only be under grace when you... uh, when uh, grace reigns through righteousness in your heart. And so when you leave spiritual infancy, when you die for your nation, the house of your father, and your destructive desires of your soul by the cross of the Lord Jesus, only then can grace or does grace receive the ability, opportunity to rule within our heart and to destroy our carnal or fleshly state the destruction itself representing the destruction of the Temple of Solomon, giving us the ability to partake in the Sabbath of the Lord. It is necessary for us in the death of our Lord Jesus to die through the law for the law so that we can live for the one who died for us and resurrected. This means in the death of our Lord Jesus, die for our nation, the house of our Father, and for the corrupt desires of our soul. Therefore, first we continue to study the symbol of the chosen by God land in the essence of the good soil of our heart, and second, the symbol of our body in the form of the temple of the Lord where Christ abides, and it is also our body that is also clothed into Christ. In other words, when are we clothed into Christ? When we begin to proclaim with our mouth the stronghold of incorruption in our body this promise we have received it we said may be according to your word Lord and when we begin to proclaim then these words begin to clothe us but as these words represent the teaching of Christ and the teaching of Christ and Christ himself are inseparable clothing ourselves into the teaching of Christ we clothe ourselves into Christ the chosen by God land in the form of our body that is redeemed by the blood of the cross of Christ is the image of Christ living within our heart because of whom all things were made and without whom nothing was made that was made. Right now, we will just take some of the components to identify what this land chosen by God is. That is called to be or enjoy Sabbaths for 70 years. But in order for it to enjoy its Sabbaths, uh, the Temple of Solomon needs to be destroyed. In the beginning was the word logos or a thought and the word this logos thought was with God and the word logos thought was was God he then Rama, the seed of the word was in the beginning this was already an expressed or demonstrated word the he Rama, the seed of the word was in the beginning with God all the all things were made through him Rama, the seed of the word and without him Rhema, the seed of the word, nothing was made that was made. John 1, 1 through 3. I will expand this a little bit further. In the beginning was the informational program and the format of a thought, and this informational program and the format of a thought was with God. 
and identified the essence of God. All things were made by the means of the thoughts of God demonstrated in the seed of His Word. And without the seed of the Word, nothing was made that was made. The seed of the Word coming from God's mouth, from the mouth of the messengers of God, bore us from God and made us the Lord's made us made us the Lord's family. This is upon the condition of our mutual want and desire, as it is written. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth that he we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. James one eighteen. Considering that the format the format itself in the seed of justification is a deposit that becomes our personal possession and the grown from the seed fruit of righteousness only uh, our birth from the seed of the word of truth does not immediately or in an instant make the soil of our heart good. And furthermore, we are not able to celebrate our Sabbaths for 70 years, being in such a state and are not capable in such a, within such a state. Therefore, speaking of the chosen by God land, the scriptures mean the body of only those men who are warriors in prayer who satisfy the demands of the living faith of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Second, the chosen by God land in the form of our body, redeemed in the blood of the cross of Christ, which was promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and their descendants by faith in the form of warriors and prayer is a symbol of the holiness of the Lord or the symbol of his personal possession, as it is written. The land shall not be sold permanently, for the land is mine, for you are strangers and sojourners with me. Leviticus 25.23 Living within our body, which the Lord perceives as his land, we are called to live within our body as strangers and sojourners until the state of the Sabbath is given to it, which will be then a mutual and eternal peace, an eternal Sabbath for God as well as for the chosen by God person. For the land which you go to possess is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you sowed your seed and watered it by foot as a vegetable garden. But the land which you cross over to possess is a land of hills and valleys, which drinks water from the rain of heaven, a land for which and mountains are God's promises. And valleys are the price that we need to pay so that we can go upon these uh, mountains, these promises. A land for which the Lord your God cares, the eyes of the Lord your God God. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from the beginning of the year to the very end of the year. Deuteronomy 11, 10 through 12. Here it's not talking about the entire world in general, but the land of Israel or people who are warriors in prayer. It's not talking about carnal men or people who are called. There are many of them, but that small category of the chosen. For a warrior in prayer is an Israelite, but not Israelites are, are who call themselves Israelites. The chosen by God land is God's possession, God's holiness, the peace of God, the Sabbath of the Lord, the chosen by God remnant. The chosen by God land in the form of our body, redeemed by the blood of the Jesus Christ, makes itself known in us being members of the body of Christ. Again, third, this chosen by God land 
in the form of our body redeemed by the blood of the cross of Christ makes itself known in us being members of the body of Christ in the form of the chosen by God remnant. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually, 1 Corinthians 12, 27. We need to keep in mind that the church of saints can be called a body of Christ only upon the condition that in this church there is God's theocracy which is in the likeness of the order of the kingdom of heaven, where the head of the church is a person, there is a person sent by God, and not a person who has been voted for democratically by the majority vote, which is repulsive to God. Fourth, the chosen by God land in the form of our body, redeemed in the blood of the cross of Christ, is the soil of the good heart of a man, in the form of the Garden of Eden, planted collaboratively by God and man for prayer, or prayer fellowship of God with man to worship in spirit and in truth uh, in the Eden of our heart. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Genesis 2, 7 through 9. Keep in mind, as Apostle Paul writes, uh, I planted, they watered, and God grew. And so God collaborated with someone to grow this garden. Considering the fact that God created man and gave him sovereign rights to possess land, God would not be able to plant the garden on earth without the collaboration of man, which will <clears throat> be his place of fellowship with man or place of worship of man to God. Because the garden he planted when he created, after he created man, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid him themselves from his presence among the trees of the garden, Genesis 3.8. Here it's talking about <clears throat> the fact that this place was planted by man together with God. Man participated in the planting of the garden and the tree of, of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and God grew all these trees. All this happens within us. All of these trees, the tree of life, is what needs to produce fruit. That we are growing from the seed of the word of truth. So we understand what it's referring to. Because people not, don't understand that the Garden of Eden was planted after God uh, made man. He, he with his words, he... Uh, Pretty much, he limited himself so that he can only do anything on earth uh, with the participation of man or consent of man. And so man needs to collaborate with God, invite God so that he does something here on earth. And Adam invited him because to communicate with God, he needed to prepare a place. Always to prepare a place. David prepared a place, the tabernacle. Solomon prepared the temple. We need to prepare the temple of our body so that we can communicate with God. And for this, we need to have God's role and our role. God can't do anything without us. 
he couldn't do it without Adam. And so the Garden of Eden was planted by Adam and Eve and God. And then the garden was planted. I'm just showing here uh, the chose what the chosen by by God land is, uh, which will enjoy its Sabbaths after the destruction of the Temple of Solomon, which is within our body the, the service of condemnation that we are under the guard of the law of Moses because we were in spiritual infancy. We did not understand what the Holy Spirit was and where he was and where the false spirit, where the true apostle and false apostle is. And the old nature that lives with us, within us also, and we don't even understand that it's there. We rejoice in our salvation when we just receive it, not understanding that within us something happens, something's changed, but we ourselves haven't changed. Our spirit has changed, but our soul and body and our character still remain the same, and now we need to save our soul and our body. Fifth, the chosen by God land in the form of our body, redeemed in the blood of the cross of Christ, which is was promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and its descendants by faith in the form of warriors and prayer, is a symbol of our conscience, where the given law or legislation of God is placed in the form of the elementary teaching of Christ, transforming our good heart into the virtue of a wise heart. The soil of a good heart is a good conscience within our body. I have put wisdom in the hearts of all of all the gifted artisans that they may make all that I have commanded you, Exodus 31.6. A person possessing a wise heart is a person who has cleansed his heart from dead works and has imprinted the undamaged truth upon his conscience in the format of the elementary teaching of Jesus Christ, which gives God the legitimate foundation to send the Holy Spirit into his heart in the form of the Lord and Master of his life, who will represent the the format of such wisdom in the heart of this person which will consist of the truth the undamaged teaching of Jesus Christ as it is written behold you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part you will make me know make me to know wisdom Psalm 51 6 having these two formats of wisdom within the heart of man in the form of the truth of the elementary teaching of Christ and the Holy Spirit who reveals the truth in our heart elevates or raises our essence into status of warriors and prayer in the virtue of a king, priest, and prophet. Sixth, the chosen by God land and so these things allow us to destroy the stronghold of, de- of, of the devil within our body and clothe our body into, re- into the redemption of Christ and erect the stronghold of incorruption within our body. Sixth, the chosen by God land in the form of our body, redeemed in the blood of the cross of Christ, which was promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and their descendants by faith in the form of warriors and prayer, is the symbol of the eternal covenant in the form of the Sabbath of the Lord, called to serve as a sign between God and his and the sons of Israel in the form of warriors and prayer from every nation, tongue, and tribe forever. Therefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. <clears throat> it is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. Exodus 31, 16, 17. If you read, if you 
paid uh, close attention to the first book of Genesis, first and second. In the beginning, when it says there was uh, uh, evening, there was morning, there was evening, there was morning, and all six days. But when the seventh day came, there was no evening and morning in the seventh day. And why? Because the seventh uh, day was eternity. It's where God's peace is. Six days, the Lord uh, achieved what he wanted. He achieved in man that a man has grown himself and has become in his likeness. God can't rest in man who is not in his likeness. And so when he gave the Sabbath of the Lord uh, as a command, he gave this as a command to the Israelites, he was giving it to his warriors in prayer. And so these are people being under the guard of the law of Moses, but being under this guard of the law of Moses, although it had the shadow of things to come, these people, the Levites taught, uh, taught them they would come to God's grace. Uh, Mary, if you know, very young girl, <clears throat> the mother of Jesus, she obtained favor in God's sight. Ask how was she able to obtain favor? And when it says she obtained favor, that means grace reigned through righteousness in her heart. You see, it's possible. Even for children, even in children, it's possible. The grace of God can uh, rule because grace is not uh, linked to your age or is indep- it's not independent of your age. And so even uh, any age, people of any age are able to, to achieve this. They hear the word, they understand it. You see how when people come to repent, there's about two-thirds of children and the rest are adults. They understand, otherwise they will not be coming up here to repent. And so they needed to obey uh, uh, this uh, celebration of the Sabbath. <clears throat> Israel honored uh, the Sabbath, not understanding what they were honoring. Jesus said, I am the light of the world, and now I leave, and you are a light to the world. Apostle Paul writes, we are not sons of darkness, we are sons of light and day. And if we are sons of light and day, then of what day? I ask them, of what day are you sons of light? In the first day there also was light, but it there was also, uh, there was an evening. Because there was a, a morning and evening, and then there was another morning and evening, another morning and evening. And so which uh, day, if you, if you count yourself as the day of Seventh-day Adventists or those that are uh, others that honor the uh, seventh day of the week um, in their faith, we need to understand what the true Sabbath is, what the true seventh day is. We need to become the Sabbath and be within the Sabbath. You may say, well, we're not perfect. We are perfect in Jesus Christ. We are perfect in Jesus Christ. In the seventh day, that means you have achieved perfection. We are perfect in Jesus Christ, and the Lord is able to find his rest in you. And if people do not honor his church, then they don't honor the Sabbath. 
if they stay home uh, and are, when they're able to come and they don't come, they're not honoring the Sabbath. The Sabbath is when we honor the Lord uh, when the service is happening. Because we are the day, we are the light. Seventh, the chosen by God land in the form of our body redeemed in the blood of the cross of Christ, which was promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and their descendants by faith in the form of warriors and prayer is the symbol of the promise consisting in the erection of the stronghold of incorruption within our body belonging to the door of our hope. What is the chosen by God land? This is the promise that belongs to the door of our hope, which needs to make our body incorrupt, imperishable. Hosea 2.14-23 Therefore, behold, I will allure her, will bring her, we know, will bring her into the wilderness, this is sanctification, and speak comfort to her. I will give her vineyards and the valley of Accor at the door of, as a door of hope. She shall sing there in the day of her youth and in the day when she came up from the land of Egypt. And it shall be in that day, says the Lord, that you will call me my husband and no longer call me my master. For I will take from her mouth the name of the Baals, and they shall be remembered by their name no, no more. In that day I will make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field, with the birds of the air, and with the creeping things of the ground. The uh, bow and sword of battle I will shatter from the, t from the earth to make them lie down safely. I will betroth you to me forever. Yes, I will betroth you to me in righteousness and justice and loving kindness and mercy. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness, and you shall know the Lord. It shall come to pass in that day that I will answer, says the Lord, I will answer the heavens, and they shall answer the earth. And the earth shall answer with grain, with new wine, and with oil. They shall answer Jezreel. Then I will sow her for myself on the earth, and I will have mercy on her who had not obtained mercy. Then I will say to those who were not my people, you are my people, and they shall say, you are my God. Hebrews 2, 14 through 23. And so it's talking about the Gentiles who have uh, weaved themselves, who have grafted themselves to the root, to their faith. The others haven't bro been broken away because of their disbelief. They called themselves Jews, but they were not in essence so. <laughs> and so the chosen by God land is the promise of God that is to be enthroned within our body. And this needs to happen before because everything God will do, He first will do the, do these things in the invisible world. What we don't see, we need to look at the invisible promises, we need to believe in them, accept them, confess them, and live as if our bodies are already like that although we will be aging uh, illnesses will pursue us but we will say the Lord lives before whom I stand in Jesus Christ I am delivered from all of my illnesses God has clothed me to the resurrection of Christ in my body I have the erection of the stronghold of life because you have accepted the promise that belongs to the door of our hope and when you say and proclaim these things it is right being it's writing in your heart and whether we die or we live, of course, we want to live, and we are living in the time when this actually needs to happen. 
some still leave us, of course, uh, meaning that they pass away, but because they pass away with this promise in their hearts, uh, our bodies will not be changed first. They first will resurrect in the new bodies, and then we who are alive will be changed and become as they are. They will first come and visit us. They will open the door and say, peace to you. An amazing thing. If I would not have imagined the things the things that are to take place, then I would be a little more calm. But sometimes I just uh, allow myself to actually imagine how that will be. Eighth, the chosen by God land in the form of our body, redeemed in the blood of the cross of Christ, which was promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and their descendants by faith in the form of warriors in prayer, is the state, atmosphere, and character of the new land upon which the chosen by God remnant will live forever and ever. I will bring forth descendants from Jacob and from Judah in heir of my mountains. My elect shall inherit. And we know mountains are also always promises. And hills is where God makes a covenant with us. The valley is the price. Walk in the valley of the shadow of death, the price you pay so that you can possess these mountains to be able to come up, uh, rise upon them. And when we read these places of scripture, we can in ourselves. uh, understand, uh, uh, keep these things in mind, or what they actually mean. And from Judah, an heir of my mountains, my elect shall inherit, and my, sel- and my servants shall dwell there. Sharon shall be a fold of flocks, and the valley of Accor a place for herds to lie down, for my people who have sought me. But you, and so there where Ahan was uh, killed, Achan was killed, uh, he he will make it a place of peace because this, the Temple of Solomon will have been destroyed, the service of condemnation, and it will become then <clears throat> a place of rest for the Lord and for us. But you are those who for, but you are those who forsake the Lord, who forgot my holy mountain, forgot the holy mountain that is God's promises, and also upon the upon these mountains we live. And upon this this mountain is Jerusalem, the bride of the Lamb. God calls them his mountain. And those who forget their holy mountain, their holy church, who prepare a a table for Gad. And so you you no longer prepare a table for the Lord, but a table for Gad. In this place, Gad is a god that they had that they worshipped and who furnish a drink offering for many therefore I will number you for the sword and you shall all bow down to the slaughter because when I called you did not answer when I spoke you did not hear but did evil before my eyes and chose that in which I do not delight therefore thus says the Lord God behold my servants shall 
eat, but you shall be hungry. Behold, my servants shall drink, but you shall be thirsty. And will walk from sea to sea and not be able to find this truth. We will be filled with the word of God and they will not be able to find it. The end of this Bacchanalia will end. They will stop jumping and hopping up and down like monkeys and will no longer shame the Lord like that. Behold, my servant shall rejoice, but you shall be ashamed. Behold, my servant shall sing for joy of heart, but you shall cry for sorrow of heart and will wail for, uh, for grief of spirit. You shall leave your name as a curse to my chosen. When they made a covenant with God, they received a name. They received a calling of who they need to be. But they did, did not become this way. And so you shall leave your name as a curse to my chosen. And so your name, instead of receiving blessings, they shall be cursed. And my chosen, how will God curse these people using his uh, chosen ones? For the Lord God will slay you and call his servants by another name so that he who blesses himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth, and he who swears in the earth shall swear by the God of truth, because the former troubles are forgotten and because they are hidden from my eyes. When we are clothed into the new body here, here on earth, then those sorrows will be forgotten and hidden from our eyes. Often. Uh, preachers say that this is going to be there when we die, but no, the scriptures say this will happen when we we are renewed. For behold, I create new heaven and a new earth, and the former shall not be re- remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing and her people a joy. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. The voice of weeping shall no longer be heard in her, nor the voice of crying, nor more shall an infant from there live but a few days, nor an old man who has not fulfilled his days. For the child shall die one hundred years old, but the sinner, being one hundred years old, shall be accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. It's talking about uh, the the when Jesus comes and will reign here for a thousand years. They shall not plant and another will eat. For as the days of a tree, so shall be the days of my people, and my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth children for trouble. For they shall be the descendants of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them. It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together, the lion shall eat straw like ox, and dust shall be the ser- a serpent's food. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Summing up the definition of the Lord of Israel, or of the land of Israel, celebrating its Sabbaths for 70 years, we conclude that the land of Israel represents our body adopted by the redemption of Christ out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, the Holy Spirit has made us kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Amen. Let our bend our knees and our heads and pray. 
I call forth all those people who have sensed in themselves a need to commit themselves to repair their broken relationship with God. Those saints that are afraid for their future, for their children, for themselves, saints that are filled with fear because of illnesses, untimely death, hunger, some kind of programs. Remember that the best of this earth belongs to you and your children if you will be looking at the unseen. We wait for you here upon this place to restore you. The Holy Spirit is here to restore you, to open up new horizons for you and open for you new doors. Amen. Let us pray. I will be praying your prayer and I ask you to deeply believe that the Lord is on your side. He's not against you. He loves you with an an eternal love, an unchanging love. Although you might fall, you might sin, He continues to love you because you have something of His nature, His spirit. Your spirit is identical to his spirit. He sees your suffering and your hardships and your desire to be perfect. He rejoices when you, in your imperfection, accept his perfection in the righteousness of Christ. Close your eyes. This is your secret room. Lift your hands to God. This is a sign that your hands are without doubt and without wrath. Pray together with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come to you, I open my heart, you see my pain, my wounds, you see my hunger and my thirst for your word. I hate evil that I am depending on, dependent on and I often do what I don't want to do. I ask you, forgive me, wash me. Cleanse me by the blood of your Son. May I be separated from my old person by the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. I love you. I open up my heart for healing. Enter in and be Lord and Master of my life. And right now, before heaven and hell, I want to proclaim that in accordance to your words, I am washed, I am cleansed, I am healed, I am restored, 
I am justified and I am saved. Your sins are forgiven and your trespasses in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you. May he look upon you with his great face and show you mercy and give you peace. May thousands and ten thousands attempt to come near you, but they won't touch you. May upon you the blessings of the ancient mountains and everlasting hills. Be, may they be upon you and your children. And the nation shall say, Amen. Blessed is the Lord God and Father in Jesus Christ who has given us the service of justification who has erected within our bodies Jesus Christ because we have obeyed his commands and began to carry the death of the Lord Jesus within ourselves we died through the law for the law so we can live for the one who died for us and resurrected keep that in your mind these thoughts whatever trials you may have whatever losses you experience stand up immediately and proclaim who you are in Jesus Christ because of your origin because of your birth what he's done for you who he is to you thank him for that proclaim the not existent stronghold of incorruption as existent and in time when that day comes that God has put in his own authority our bodies will become immortal and we still will live for a couple of years on on earth with this kind of body God wants to glorify his church and show upon this earth who his church truly is and who truly was his servant and who wasn't let us proclaim our unchanging manifestation now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God our Savior who alone is wise the glory and majesty dominion and power both now and forever amen <laughs> 